Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, where we interview location-independent entrepreneurs that travel the world like a boss by being their own boss. Here's your host, Johnny FD. This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 182 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. We're really excited. I'm talking to Tony Taj. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Man, so I haven't actually met Tony yet, but by the time this episode comes out next week, we're going to be at Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins in Florida, and us with, what, 3,000 other people are going to be doing, like, what, six days of just, I mean, like, what is Date with Destiny? Can you explain it to everyone? Date with Destiny. So it's my first time. So I truly believe, like, what Tony says, that in life, in order to be successful, like, knowledgeable, skillful, he says, training, it never stops. So the reason this, I literally burned my balls. As you can see in my car, so I've been staying in my car for the last four months, just like I mentioned on the, on the, like the message I posted on Facebook group, that four months ago, I was just thinking about, like, where can I get uh, $5,000 uh, $5, investment? And I couldn't come up with, and I was making very little money. And, and all of a sudden, a thought hit me, says that, all right, instead of paying $1,000 rent, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get a car and I'm going to be staying in the car. So that's what I've been doing. So I became, what Tony says, resourceful. I became resourceful. The reason is that I am doing this, like I said, my first UPW last year in San Jose. So before that, let me explain this. I hope this you understand. Well, let's, let's actually was, break it down for, for everyone. Okay. So I think yeah. a lot of people listen to this aren't even familiar with any of Tony's uh, events. Uh, if you guys mm -hmm. haven't seen the movie, I'm Not Your Guru, maybe it'd be a good time to just pause this podcast, watch that, and that you'll really, really get a sense. But let's actually go through your backstory first. Like, where, where are you actually from, Tony? So I was born uh, in Guatemala, Central America. Yeah, uh, but I wasn't born, like, in the city. I was born literally, like, four hours away from Guatemala City, literally in the jungle. Wow. Very different, yeah. At that time, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, there was at that time there was there was no electricity. Wow! No electricity. Very tiny town. As soon as we, as soon as it gets dark, everyone has to go to sleep. Like around six thirty and seven, everyone in bed at that time because there was no electricity. It was all dark, dark. And as soon as it gets no, the sun comes out, everyone gets up. And that was my life looks like back then. And at the age of nine and ten and i started working with my dad in the farm and i just kept working and working never got a chance to go to school why because my dad he really couldn't support all of us family and the family was already like six kids already and at that time i really wanted to have some good stuff for myself i wanted a pair of shoes or some clothes stuff like that i just didn't want to ask my dad i just knew it if i ask he would say I'm sorry, I don't have it. And so what I did, I just kept working and working and working. And it'll make him Eventually. feel bad too, right? Like not only can he, would he have to say no, but he would feel bad that he you ask him and he says no. Or exactly. maybe even worse, he would say yes, even though he can't afford it. And it would put him into, into further financial trouble just to get you these shoes. Exactly. Yeah, he would definitely feel bad. And so what I did, all right, I'm just going to start making my own money. And at the age of 13, around there, 13 or 14, and I decided to move out of my parents' house. That was my first decision. I moved out. I moved away, like, three hours away in a town called Esquintla. 
very close to Guatemala City. And I got a job in a company where they cut sugar cane with a machete. And I did that type of job for five years. Wow, that's a tough job. It was, it was one of the hardest, toughest one I ever done. Yeah, I can imagine that. Because well, like cutting, cutting one piece of sugar cane with a machete to drink is already going to be a hassle. Like if anyone's ever tried to cut a coconut or sugar cane, it's hard to just cut one. But you weren't just cutting one a day, right? Like how many would you be cutting in a day? I would say maybe like 2,000, 3,000 piece a oh day. Oh my God. And, yeah. it, and over the course of five years, like I can't five even... years. Okay, so yeah, like how many? Okay, so how many so, days a week were you working? I, w- I was working seven days a week, twelve hours a day. Oh my god! Six a.m. until six p.m. without taking not even a ten minutes break, no break. We only take like a quick break when we take lunch. But can you imagine this? Because you know, I got to. I have to grab the cane. While I cut it, and my hands were like all stinky, wow. dirty. I don't even get to wash my hands when I eat. So really, extremely hot as well. So I think a lot of people listening to this right now aren't actually familiar with the backstory and how Tony and I met. So just can, can I give it to you guys real quick before we get back to Tony's story? I uh, am in a Date with Destiny Facebook group for people who are attending Tony Robbins conference, and. I saw Tony post in there saying, you know, how he's so excited uh, to be going and that to pay for it, he's been sleeping in his car for the last, was it five months, you said? Five months. Just to be able to attend. And it made me think, man, I was also struggling thinking, you know, I I don't want to spend $5,000 on this event. It's very expensive. And I'm flying all the way from the Canary Islands where I'm still at now near Spain and I have to fly back to Thailand. But the reason why I wanted to have you on your show and, and, and the reason why I'm so happy that you're sharing your story now is really just showing no matter how much we think we're in a hard position or how much we're mm-hmm. struggling mm-hmm. or how many excuses we personally have why we can't attend this, you know, an event like this. And I'm not saying you guys all have to go to Tony's conference, but just whatever you guys really want to do in life, we always have these excuses on why our lives are hard, why we can't do it or why you know we can't afford it, why we have everything stacked against us. And when I saw that post by Tony, I thought, man, like I really have no excuses. And now listen to your story about how you've had to work, you know, seven days a week cutting sugarcane all day, 12 hours a day to even get to this first point in your life to just be mm-hmm. able to support yourself so you didn't have to ask your dad yeah for, for money yeah like it's like this is really powerful thank you johnny and so yeah uh the reason that i was doing that toughest job because i knew what i wanted and so this one thing that I, I mentioned to all of my friends a lot it's so important that knowing exactly what it is you want because challenges and problems and difficulties always come in life but yeah like i just do what tony says it's so important that you know exactly what what you want because if you know what you want that's what's gonna pull you that's gonna drive you it doesn't it won't matter at all the difficulties problems that's what i was doing when i was just a kid i was working so hard but no money was driving me because for me at that time i was very young kid in Guatemala, I was making about 2,000 quetzales a month, and that was a ton of money for me as a young kid. So not $2,000 a month, 2,000 Guatemalan no, quetzales. Quetzales. money. Well, and how much, yeah. is, how much is that worth nowadays? So it's like 
thousand. Uh, it's like two thirty dollars. Two hundred thousand. No, sorry. Two. Yeah, two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred and thirty dollars. So wow. Two hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. So you were making two hundred and thirty dollars a month, working seven days a week, doing just just hard manual labor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, and this is when you're you're thirteen, right? And I was just when I was just the thirteen, around thirteen and fourteen at yeah, that time. That's crazy. Okay. So, what well, what did you do with this money? What well, what were you saving up for? So, uh, well, I just you know I just wanted to have the stuff that I wanted. You know, I I was able to buy myself nurse. You know, when when I was a kid, one of my favorite sports is playing soccer. And I was able to buy, you know, a pair of shoes, and I, I got, a, I bought myself a bike, and I was able to provide for my parents by providing, by providing for them. I felt so like awesome. I just felt so good. I felt like, you know, you know, I can, I can help them out when I was just a kid. It just, you no, know, I felt so beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so what was your, what was, what did you do from there? What was your next, next step? While I was there working for five years. And then eventually it hit me. And I came to a point that I said, no, this job, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. It has to be something different. It has to be something bigger. It has to be. That's when I decided that while I was working at that company, I already had a decision. When I came back home, I told my parents, I told my mom, remember that time, mom, I'm going to the U.S., but I didn't say that, no, because I didn't know. I just said in Spanish, Mom, I'm going to Estados Unidos. And my mom, she looks at me. She's not saying something verbally, but I can literally read her body language. She was saying that, how are you going to get there? You don't know anyone. There's no way. It's too far. We don't know where it is. You don't have any friends. Plus, you don't know any languages. We kind of heard that, you know, people over there, they all speak English. There's no, you can't go, son. Wow. And I looked at her, no, and I'm like, no, seriously. Now, when I look back into that, well, my mom, it wasn't her fault. It was not her fault. She just not, she just doesn't, doesn't know. She was not aware of the thoughts that she was running her life. Have no clue. And when I look back into that time, you know, she was really discouraging me. But, the, but my decision it was done. No, my decision that I said, I am going, I'm not sure how, I don't know, but my decision, it's done. I am going. And when they realized that I was dead serious, and so finally they just said to me, okay, we don't know what to say, I guess so. And so, and I left there. And so how, how did you, get, how did you get to the US? Like how old were you at this time? And I left there when I was uh, 20, 20, 21. Yeah. About around that age, when I was 20. And so, how did you speak English at the time, and how, how did you get into the U.S.? No, I, I like I said, I didn't know. I was only speaking Kite, which is one not of the even, guys so that You I weren't I even do. speaking Spanish? No, not at all. All right, so just just let everybody know, Kiche is closer to like an ancient Mayan language than it is to Spanish or English or anything else. So nobody can understand you. No one. Only my mom and my brother and my dad. That's it. They are the only one that I can talk to. Yeah. No Spanish. This is insane. So the only reason why I know this is because I spent a month in Guatemala and I loved it. 
And I remember when I was staying with a, a local family near uh, Lago Atalan, I they didn't speak much Spanish. They spoke Kachan. I was like, I was yeah. like, I thought I just assumed everybody in Guatemala spoke Spanish, but I was wrong. No, yeah, no. There is like Guatemala. They're like, I think there are like thirty-eight different languages that people speak over there. Okay. Everyone speaks differently. Yeah. So wow. So you're twenty years old. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. you don't have that much money saved up. You yeah. don't speak English or Spanish. How Neither. do you how do you get to the US? How do you how do you make this move or how do you survive? So what I did, I have a couple of friends in Guatemala, so we decided to 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 be here in the US. And so what we did, because we didn't know, so we did we just know we just buy a ticket and like not a ticket, not exactly a ticket, we just paid uh like the driver how to get to Mexico. From Guatemala to Mexico, so we paid this guy, so he brought us to Mexico, and then we met people over there in Mexico. We stayed there for like ten days, ten to fifteen days to work there, and until we met someone who knows how to get here in the U.S. And so we we talked to him, we kind of we negotiate with him like how much he will charge us, and he eventually he did, and so he brought us here. And when I so from Mexico to to uh to L.A. So it took about 10 days, 10 days to get there by driving in a car, 24 hours, nonstop, no food, only water. Man, That's how I got it. Yeah. That is tough. Yeah. Yeah. That is tough. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I, that could be a whole podcast by itself, but... Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm just going to assume that was way more difficult than any difficult journey that i've been on and sometimes we as travelers we complain we you know that we have to sit on a cramped bus or Mm. a crowded airplane in Mm -hmm. you know these tight economy seats in the back or Mm -hmm. you know it we we went four hours without food but your what you had to go through was just on another level yeah very different yeah okay but okay, so, so I, yeah. I'm I'm very curious now. Like, what? So what happened when you got to the U.S. You so yeah. When I got to L.A., so when the guy that we met in uh, in Mexico, so and this was a coyote, he, right? That's what they call. Yeah, exactly. And do, did and, you could you trust him? Like, I mean, it's it obviously it worked out, but like, was it was it scary to give your money and your life basically to this this smuggler? <laughs> well, yeah. Like I said, you know, it was a decision that I make. I said no. I am going, it's, it's, yeah, of course it is a risk, but you know, it's just how it works. You know, like, I know I've kind of, like, I've heard it somewhere. I've saw somewhere it says, no, I guess someone said that, you know, life, it's a risk. So why I just want to just take a risk. And so that's what I do. I just take risk and risk, take a risk. I just take risk. And so I'm just been doing this since I was a kid. I just take risk. I just go for it. I just go. And so that's what I did. You know, met this guy in Mexico. Of course we don't know, but yes, we just you know, pay him. Pay him the money, and we just trusted on him that, and we just we just believed that he would get us here, and thankfully he did. So he brought us here to L.A., and and then I called my cousin, and he went to pick me up in L.A., and I got to San Francisco, California. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you know you're lucky you had your cousin there to be, you know, mm-hmm. be able to to take you in. But what did you do to survive? So when I when I got here in San Francisco, I took about like two weeks off. I just stayed home. Because it was everything new. New everything. Literally, like, I started my life from the bottom. From zero. Everything. I didn't know anyone. 
I didn't know where to go. I couldn't read. I see the streets. I see the letter. I couldn't read. I have no idea. All the streets, they look similar to me. I got lost many times. And I just kind of like, I started to absorb and see how people live, how they react, what they do, where they go, how they spend their time, how they live. And then after two weeks, after my arrival, and then I decided, okay, let's explore. And I just like, I started to explore the whole city in San Francisco. I just kept going. And then eventually I found work. Uh, my first job was painting. That was my first job. I was a painter. And the guy who hired me, I just couldn't talk to him. He had no idea. Like, I just move. I just smile. And it's just like, I guess something he likes about me, and he hired me. And I was making about 120 a day. Oh, wow. That's, $120 a day. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's basically what you used to make in two weeks back cutting sugarcane. Oh, no, that's a lot. That's, that's a ton. A ton of money. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I did. Then I just kept exploring, 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 and, you know, getting used to how to live here. You know, it just, yeah, it was just everything brand new to me. Okay. So you're in your 20s, you're living in San Francisco. I'm assuming you're, you're learning English on, on, on the side. You're making some money as a painter. How, how old are you today? Yeah. How old are you now? Now I'm in 29, almost okay. 30. We'll be 30 next, next February. So what? Like what happened between then and you, you know, wanting to go to your first Unleash the Power Within event, which if you guys haven't heard of it, it's basically Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it the, his entry level event, but it's like the shorter kind of cheaper version of the event. It's still not cheap. It's still pretty expensive. It, how much was it? So it was a thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, you know, especially to someone who, you know, it's, you know, is struggling to kind of get by, but mm -hmm. It's um, Tony's basically, I think it was a four-day event? It was three and a half day. Three and a half day event. And it's three a, and, and a half day. And it's in a really big auditorium. So it's not as yeah. personalized as Date with Destiny. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people in like stadium seating. But before we kind of explain too much about that, yeah. how did you discover Tony Robbins? What made you want to go to that event? Yes. And so it was everything. It was everything connected. It's just, it just, it's amazing what can happen once you, once you expect for something that in your mind, you believe that, you expect that there has to be something bigger in life. If you expect to have something bigger in life, in everything, it will just fall into place. It's so difficult. It's impossible to see forward. But once you look backward into your life, it just, it makes sense. It's everything connected. That's just kind of like how I see it. So back into when I first got here, so again, my first job was painting. That was my first job. I was working so hard. I was moving fast, organizing, being nice to people. And my boss, he really likes it. And then he suggested that, Tony, I think you should need to go to school, he said. And I'm like, okay, I think that's a good idea. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll take your advice. So I did. I went to City College in San Francisco. I signed up for ESL class as a second language. And at that time, I was a little, I was impatient. Because I wanted to learn the English language, so that way I can know, I can talk to people. It's just been one of my, no, it's, it's just been one of my, uh, my personal. I just, I love people. I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to connect with them. I love, you no, know, I wanted to have a nice conversation. But at that time, I could not because I didn't know any language. I couldn't speak, and it was driving me. Okay, 
So I have to learn this. And so I kept going to school. I, a week went by, I was not learning anything, not even a word. Second week went by, nothing. Three weeks went by, nothing. Almost a month, and then eventually I raised my hand. No, please explain to me what it is, I asked the teacher. And the teacher translated to me in Spanish. And then I didn't know Spanish. It just didn't make sense. It just didn't went in my head, nothing. That's so crazy. I and mean, just the fact it's, that you sat through that for a month, I on, like, I've been trying to learn Spanish while I'm here in Gran Canary. And, you know, after just a few days of not understanding and being frustrated, I want to give up. The fact that you sat through that for a whole month, you know, it's, I mean, it's part, part torture and then also part just heart and drive. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized that it wasn't working for me, and then I said, okay, what's the fastest way to learn this language? That was the type of conversation that I was having to myself. What's the fastest way to learn this? All right, I'm not going anymore. I decided to, no, I'm not going to continue school. And I just kept working and working and working. I just kept working and I started to like, you know, make more money. And I saving, making and saving and sending to Guatemala. It's big money because it multiplies. And I just kept working. And eventually, one of, um, one of my co-workers invited me to church. And at that time, I was, I was already starting to practice my English. I, I started to understand some words. And he asked me, he said, one of my coworkers, Tony, do you go to church? He asked. And I told him, no. And he invited me. He said, would you like to come with me? I go to Cornerstone. That was the first time that I heard Cornerstone. I have no idea what Cornerstone was. And he told me, no, it's the, it's the church. It's just the name of the church. Would you like to come with me? And I said, of course, I would love to. And so we went together. It was on a Saturday night. By the time we walked in at the church, it just something completely hit me. It's just something like I just felt so different. By the time when I walked in at the door and I said, okay, this is it. This is the place where I'll be to. This is how I'm going to learn English. When I saw it, while they were they worshiping and when the, when the preachers start speaking, what they do, uh, inside of the church so they put like a big like a big white screen and they put the lyrics in it with letter like in english and when they start singing or whatever they say it, and i just repeat it over and over after them just over and over i'll just practice and practice and practice and i was just like i just love it and i said to myself this is how i'm going to learn this is it this is it and i started to get involved i started making people you no know, making our friends started getting to know them introduce myself to them you know i just i just i didn't care at that time i didn't care i just kept practicing practicing i just let them know that i was learning my uh the english language i just let them know that it was not my first language i just i just make sure that they knew i was just practicing and i just kept practicing 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 with them over and over and over i did it for like about a year wow that's so crazy like you may be one of the only people on, on earth that learned <laughs> how to speak english through the church choir <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you johnny thank you okay and so yeah that's that's and that's what i was doing and then i met someone a lady from uh, africa and we sat together. So we we chat for a bit, and after the service, you know, we just kept going the conversation. And he and she asked, and like I said, it was 
it was everything lining up. It was everything. It was working on my favor. And she asked, Tony, are you in school? She asked. And I'm like, so I told her. And I'm like, no. I went to, I, I didn't like it. It wasn't working because I didn't understand. My teacher translated to me in, in Spanish. It just, just didn't make sense. So I was having this type of conversation with her. But this is like almost a year later, I was getting good at speaking English already. And so that's what I told her. And then she said, okay, I want you to read this book. It was the first time. It was a book by, I don't know if you heard about this guy, Ben Carson, this guy who ran for the presidency as well. No. What is it about? Ben Carson. So he's a doctor. Uh, so that's just another story about him. So this guy, he's very successful. He separated those twins. Uh, they're from, I think, from Germany, those twins baby he separated their, their head it was so successful so successful he's like one of like the best doctor at uh, in detroit and so he wrote this book the title of the book is think big that was my first book that i was given and so the lady gave me that book when you say first book do, do, what, what do you mean by that in my entire life that's how i got started reading and how old were you at this time so that was when I was like about 22, 26 wow. to 23, okay. yeah. And this, okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> and so she gave me that book. And what she did, inside of the church, they have a little bookstore, you know, like for people you know, who, you know, who wants to buy like a, a Bible or a notebook or whatever it is. And they have that book, that book by this guy, uh, this doctor. She bought it for me. And then she signed it. I don't have it with me right now, but I have it memorized. She wrote something like this. He said, Tony, this book, it changed my life. And I pray that God, you will find your purpose in God. Thinking big is the best way to serve, to, 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 to serve the world. And she gave it to me. I'm like, man, I'm like, what's this? I remember that time, no school, no idea how to read a book in my hand. I'm like, how am I going to read? So I came back home, I put the book down for like a month, and I was still struggling. I still wanted to learn. You know, I still wanted to learn to speak like fluent. I wanted to read. I wanted to, I wanted to know how to read. I wanted to know how to write. No idea. And I remember that one time when I was sitting in my, in my room um, here in San Francisco, all of a sudden I saw that book, and I said, all right, I picked that book. All right, let me see. Let me read it. I opened that book. I read the book, 200 pages. I went through 200 pages nothing i didn't learn not even a word second time i read it for the second time nothing still nothing it just doesn't make sense to me but i was still hungry i was still like I, it's like inside of me that says no it has i got to find a way i must learn i have to learn i must and i read it for the third time boom eventually hit me it was one of my uh-huh moments so it, it, was it just a language barrier at the time? You just were, was reading the words, but you just couldn't understand what the meaning of it. I was just it. like, I was just like not reading it. I was just reading. I was not, it's not making sense to me. I was not understanding what he was talking about in the book. And for the third time, Dr. Carson says, he said this, if you learn how to read, you can learn anything you want to learn. I'm like, bam, wow. that's it. That's it. This is it. That's when I decided that, okay, I'm going to read no matter what. If it's just 
five minutes a day. I am going to develop the habit of reading. And I just kept reading and reading and reading. Of course, when I was reading, it's not making sense. But I was just like, I was hungry. I was like driven. It's like inside of me, it says, no, read, read. You got to read. And I was just reading and reading and reading. I did it for like two years. And then eventually, it's just like the whole thing, boom, it fell over. It is just like everything makes sense. Now it's been reading. It's been one of my favorite subjects. And when I was reading that, I just felt like I got connected to the whole books in the world. And how I got to Tony Robbins. This one, I just, I just can't really explain how. But this is how I got into. It was an email that I got from someone who have no idea where it came from. It was an email that was sent to me. And when I clicked the link, and it pops up a video of Tony Robbins. And I listen to him. And it's something like he was talking about. It just like, it just grabs me. It's just totally different. And I'm like, damn, this is it. This is what I wanted to do. And at that time, I was looking for books, what to read. I was looking for like, what's going to be my next book. And he talks about his books. And I'm like, okay, I'm going. By the time when he mentioned his books, bam, right away, I went, I bought this book. I bought the, the Giants Within unlimited power and i read those books and uh, while i was doing that and i felt like all right once like i was learning learning read i learned really well how to read and that's how i decided okay enough of this let's go and see tony that's when i decided that i went to see tony wow so okay so if you guys haven't read those books they're called awaken the giant within and mm-hmm. it's unlimited power they're great on audiobook as well if you guys want to check that out so you read these books and then you decided, I want to go see him in person, go to one of his events. Mm-hmm. Was yes. that, what was that first event and, and how, did you, how did you get there? Okay, so yeah, that's just a year ago. And so at that time, I, I was working for, uh, in a coffee shop. I was making very little money. And so because when I realized that, no, I have to keep going. I got to keep growing. I got to keep learning. I got to do something different, you know. I think Tony says, or Jim Rohn says, you know, no, and doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, it just doesn't work. And that's kind of like what I was doing. You know, I was doing the same thing, same thing over and over, and I wanted different results. No, no, this is enough of this. Let's do something different. And that's when I decided that, all right, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go see him. And I was making very little money. And I said, okay, where can I get a $1,000 investment? And I... I was living with a friend as well, and I was paying a thousand dollars rent. Yeah, because San Francisco is expensive to live in. Very expensive. And I said, "All right, I'm gonna make it very interesting. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna challenge myself." So what I did, I got my first my my paycheck. I moved out of my friend's house. I went to a Target. I bought myself a tent, an air pumps, and an air bed, and I camped for two months in San Francisco. All like all over the San Francisco. And I was able to save two thousand dollars, and I went to see Tony Robbins. Wow! So you moved UPW. out. You moved out of your apartment. Yeah. And where, like, where did you camp? I just like went all over, like all over San Francisco, like everywhere by the oceans. Yeah, so everywhere. So just like random, like you, like not like official campsite. You just like randomly put up a I tent. Just like change places, like every night, every night, just change place. You know, look for the safe place where it's you know, you know, safe. I just hang out there. You know, put my little tents together. So it was, it was, it's very, uh, it's fun and challenging. So, but I learned a lot there too. 
And so that's how I, that's what I did. That's why I, no, I was able to save the money and went to see Tony Robbins. So I, I'm curious, like, what, what were some of the lessons you learned from that experience? Oh man, it's big. Well, there's a lot, a lot. I learned a lot, but what are, I think if I can pick two, it will be that, you know, Tony Robbins says, why wait to be happy? You may think, you know, having a car, having a house, whatever it is, an airplane, whatever you want to do, you know, you might think, he said, it makes you happy, but mostly it won't. So you might as well just practice being happy right now for everything, even just, you know, not that you're alive. You, know, you can walk and see and talk, breathe, you know, it's just by focus on that, being happy. And so that's one of the things that I've been practicing for the last year right now. I just practice being happy, being in that beautiful state, you know, no, life is a journey. You no, know, we go through the ups and downs. And so what I do, you know, just I just decide, all right, as soon as I wake up, I just choose to be happy. You know, everything comes, problems comes. I just, you know, I just look at it as it is. I just take it from there. You know, just I just stay calm for whatever troubles comes. I just look at it and ask, what can I learn from? Or what's this about? And so I just put myself in that, that beautiful state. That's one of the things that I learned. And also, by learning that, by practicing that, it's that changing like that. Changing, being in a beautiful state versus Tony says in a lower state while you're in that situation. Let's say if you're angry, so you're angry, you're right there. But if you can change like that fast by switching your energy, your focus, getting out there in that angry state, just being like, why would you be angry? You know, people say it's not... Tony says, people say, I'm angry. No, we, we don't get angry. We just be angry. Another one is this. We get stressed. He says, no, we don't get stressed. We do stress. So true. I'm an example. Like for me before, when I get stressed, yes, I get stressed, but I have no clue. I just didn't know. But now when I do that, I just do. I just go. I just put myself right there in that stressful state versus the way I see it right now. No, I don't want to be stressed. Why would I be stressed? Why would I put myself in a stressful state if I have the choice to be in a happier state? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we can't, yeah. we can't always control what external fast factors put nope. stress on yeah. us, but we can mm -hmm. control you know, letting ourselves get stressed over that or not. Yeah. Okay. So you went to Unleash the Power Within. Tell me about that mm -hmm. event. Yeah. What was that like? Damn. So yeah, like I said, so that's one of my biggest takeaway that, you know, being that beautiful state, it's priceless. No, a thousand dollars investment, it's nothing than what I have right now. Like, you know, if by being this beautiful state right now, like maybe if I would think about by having this beautiful state, if I didn't know by achieving this beautiful state that I have right now, maybe I'll be able to achieve it by having, let's say, uh, a car, a mansion, live in a mansion, have an airplane, maybe I'll be able to achieve this beautiful state if I if I didn't know this before. But because I learned it from Tony, now, no. I, I, I have it, I already have it right now. I already have it. Yeah, I can definitely attest that having more money and making more money doesn't necessarily make mm -hmm. me happy. And, and, I, yeah. and that's actually the big reason why I'm going to Tony Robbins' event next week. Uh, I don't know if you guys listening have, have read it, but if you go to my blog, johnnyfd.com, I wrote a post called Why I'm Attending Date With Destiny. And in it, I wrote about how making more money 
hasn't made me any happier. If anything, it's just mm. it's just been you know almost kind of like a, the one thing keeping me going while everything else was falling apart. So mm-hmm. I can definitely attest that just making more money doesn't make us happier. And and if mm-hmm. we can't be happy without money, we also cannot be happy with money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what? Tell me about the event. Like what? Like what was that like? The actual event itself. So yeah, it brings me back again to our conversation. So yeah, that's what I one of my biggest takeaways. But there are so many, you know. Uh, there's a lot. It's a but, lot. But like, know, not even the takeaways itself. Like, like what? How did it feel being in a room with? How, how many people go to that? So uh, that one, that one last year, there were like eleven thousand people. That's insane. That's a that's so many people, people in one room. Yeah. Yeah. 11,000 people. And so I'm just so thankful, thankful, grateful that, you know, I was able to join then. And it's just, it's just a whole, it's just a different world. It's just a different, uh, like, type of people. Like, they're just so loving. You know, it's so amazed. I'm amazed for what's happened to that when I attend that. You know, before that, um, let me explain this. Before that, I was, like, here in my life, right? You know, I was here, like, when I was working, my self-confidence, the friends that I have, the way I think, the way I live. I was here live. After my first UPW, boom, I jump here. So you just leveled Everything up. Everything changed. I leveled up. I jump. Why Why do you think that was? It's because, you know, it's like, it's being an environment. Like Tony says, like, you're like, you immerse yourself. Like, it's an like, immersion, right? You just like, being there is like the energy, the people, like the friends you will have and which it did happen for me you know before i have these friends you know just like like to hang out and watch tv stuff like that play now all my friends right now are all business people all business owners all of my friends right now and matter of fact i already i'm already joining a group right now it's called mastermind group and what we do we have like one hour call every single day you know i just every jump day. in and be with wow. them every day yeah for one hour and so that's the type of friends that I have right now. So it just took me to another level. And did you meet these friends at the event itself? All of them. I met all of them at, U- at UPW. Wow. Yeah. I-, I can imagine that the type of people that go to seminars events like this are in the same mindset where they want to mm-hmm. prove themselves. They want yeah. to... Don't settle for less. Yeah. Okay. I can, so I can definitely life. see this being a good place yeah. to, to meet mm-hmm. and network with, you know, mm-hmm. other people in the same mindset. Yeah. And so, yeah, but that's like the way, that's how I, way I explain it and how the way I see it. It's just like, it brought me to the next level. And then I said, all right, I got this to this level. But because I believe what Tony says, training, it never stops. And I said, okay, what's my next step? And one of my friends that didn't know, I think you should go to date with Destiny. That's what he suggests. Okay, I'm in. I'm going. That's when I decided just four, four uh, five months ago. All right, I'm in. I'm going. That's why I decided. So the date, my expectation of date with Destiny, that I just know that it's going to take me to a whole nother level in life. Okay, so with Unleash the Power Within, it gave you a lot of uh, core lessons. You met a whole new circle of friends and network, you know, and it just kind of pumped you up and got to that next level. Mm-hmm. But then 
you were like, okay, now I gotta, I, I want to take this this bigger event. And day with destiny is not cheap, guys. It's like five grand for for six mm-hmm. days. Yeah. So, how, did you have the money to pay for that? No. And so again, so I kind of have this like I have this strategies that I'm working on, I'm developing, like what how I did to attend my first UVW. And so it's it's very tough. I wouldn't uh, suggest it to anyone. But I would, like Tony says, he says he would. He would suggest it for someone, for someone who wants set up for less, who wants to burn that fucking boats, like Tony says, right? And so what I did is um, just five months ago, and um, again, I was making very little money, but I'm paying a lot of rent. And I said, all right, where can I get $5,000? And so what I did, I moved out of my friend's house again. And so I bought a car. This is my car right now. I'm in my car right now. So I've been staying in my car for the last five months. Instead of paying a thousand dollars rent, I just put it to date with Destiny. Wow. Okay. So did you, what kind of car is that, by the way? It's a Dodge. Okay. So you you bought a car mm. to save on rent so you can save mm-hmm. up money and yeah and go to the event. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How how like what has that been like? I mean, because that, that, that yeah, I, I can't imagine being in a car, living out of a car for that many months. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's fun. So I mean, for me, like personally, I'm just you know, I don't have like like family. I just here by myself. I just have some friends. So I'm just like I make it very simple. You know, I have my clothes here. Uh, I wash like anywhere and use shower. I just use uh, the 24 hour fitness. So they're everywhere, and I just go there and at work. I eat at work. So yeah, it's it's been challenging and fun. Okay, but yeah, I, I just I just I decided to do it for like a period of time. After day with Destiny, I'm gonna be doing. I'll be uh, uh, living my own place. So, what do your friends and your coworkers think about this? They don't want me to do well. Uh, they they don't quite get it. They don't understand, and they ask, "Why did you die?" I'm like, "That's." And they consider us as you no, know, I'm homeless. Maybe that's for someone, but for me, I don't know, I'm just challenging myself. For me, it's an adventure. For me, it's I'm um, challenging myself. For me, I'm learning what's look like. Because that way, if I see someone who's doing it, I completely understand what it should look like. And so that's the way I see. It. That's how I think of it. No, it's 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 an adventure, a challenge, and I'm growing, I'm learning. And so my friend, no, they just don't want me to do it. And and uh, yeah, just they don't get it. They don't understand. Well, I told them a little bit about why I'm doing it. But where because they don't know they don't know who Tony is they don't know what's the event's about so it's just you no know, it's just different because I think the way I see it we're like in a different world so what do you hope to get out of attending date with destiny so yeah like I said it's a good question actually one of my friend and asked me to well my expectation is that is to go to the next level in life because you know again I always go back to you know the way I see life is a journey we have to grow like as you already know like where I'm coming from when I was just a kid, worked with my dad, then moved out, worked, make myself my make my myself my own money. Then I left there, moved here. So it's about growing. I moved here to the U.S. Didn't know English. Then I just started to learn English. So I'm growing and growing. After that, and then I decided oh, I'm gonna go see Tony. Went to see him. I went to my first UPW. After that, now I'm going to date with Destiny. And then so it's like the way I expected. I have to grow. So it's a journey. Non-stop. 
Wow. Okay. I, I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> awesome. And, Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. I'm excited to, to go and, and to meet you there, but also to go through this journey myself. Like for, right. for those who don't know, you know, I'm also just an attendee. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not anything special there. I'm just another person attending. I paid for it out of my own pocket as well. Um, I'm not even an affiliate for Tony Robbins yet, but I think if he, if he has a program, I'll, I'll definitely sign up for that to recommend you guys some books because those books are really good, especially the audiobooks, especially if it's his voice reading it. So I'll try to have some links, uh, to his, some of his books below in the show notes. Um, but man, like I, I'm excited to go to this event and then to, have another episode, you know, in the future where I'll be talking about like what I've learned from this, because I think a lot of people listening to this podcast, you know, wish they were in a position where they, they could attend David destiny mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. one of these live events. But as you know, as our guest today, Tony mentioned, you know, everybody, like everybody who wants it bad enough can figure out a way. And I know a lot of people are listening and thinking, you know, there's no way I'm going to live in a, in a tent or I'm going to live in my car. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I bet you a lot of people didn't even think of that as an option. And if you, if you really wanted it bad enough, you can figure out some way to make it happen. You know, maybe it's getting a second job and working at night. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's taking a sales job and working seven days a week. Yeah, Tony Robbins says it's becoming resourceful. You got to become resourceful. Yeah, you know, so this, now what I'm doing, it's, you know, it can be applied in many areas of life. So I'm not suggesting you do the same, but, you know, just come up with uh, different questions. Because, you know, if you ask a really, you know, Tony says quality question creates quality life, and it's so true. You know, we ask that different question, and you're going to come up with a different answer. And it would, uh, give you an example. I remember this just a year ago. I kind of, I, I just, I, I just asked the question myself. I just said, all right, how do, how do I, how do I live in a way where I'm not going to pay rent? <laughs> I know it's a silly question. You know, I'm not like, I'm not being in, irres, irresponsible. I'm just like, I just asked that question and all of a sudden I came up with this idea of, you know, stay in my car or, you know, camp in it, you know, but yes, you're just asking that different questions and you can come up with the answer. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And what I mm-hmm. really liked that you mentioned earlier is that it's temporary. It's not that you live yeah. in your car forever, no, but no, no. you have this goal yeah. and you're like, well, whatever it takes to get to this goal, I'm going to get exactly. it. And then I yes. can always go back to my normal life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You just, you just like, literally, you just got to do whatever it takes to, to achieve. There's the... a, a great quote that I heard that. An entrepreneur is someone who is willing to do things that other people are not willing to do today so they can live a life that other people can't live in the future. Boom. That's it. Beautiful. And the fact that you're willing to sacrifice comfort, you know, maybe some stability, maybe even, you know, a little bit of your own sanity or safety, you know, it, it, it must not be like, it's not easy, you know, like... Yeah, and the fact that you're willing to sacrifice that temporarily to to potentially have an even brighter future is the mindset of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like it, buddy, man. I'm looking forward to meeting him. I'm looking forward to this event. So looking forward to you too, Tony. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. If people want to reach out to you, are you on social media or where do you hang out? Yeah, I I use Facebook a lot, so it's Tony Tosh. So T O N Y. 
Last name is T-Z-A-J. Okay, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes of this episode, which is travellikeabosspodcast.com, and look for episode 182. And Tony, thank, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Johnny. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, and thank you guys for spreading the word. If you enjoyed this episode and you think someone you know may learn a lot from it or benefit from it, please share it with them. You know, Send it to them yes. in an email, through instant message, or on your Facebook, you know, wherever you hang out, let them know. And if you really, really, really want to support the show, go to iTunes and leave us a review. And see you guys all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.